these are the Purple Room reviews. And today I have an interview for y'all today with Zena, the artist. And we're talking about Divine Conversations and her new single and visualizer music video for Blame Game. Now, originally, I was going to do this as me covering Blame Game and Divine Conversations, but we actually got it to work out and we kind of skipped to the interview. So I'm actually going to leave everything in. We had a really good conversation and you got to know her and a little bit of myself, too, for what y'all already don't know. But please go check me out on Twitter. Yellow Buffalo with two L's at the end of Buffalo on Insta, Jaleel PR2X. And you can find my email from there. But please enjoy this interview. Enjoy this episode with Zena, the artist. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear okay, me? Perfect. Yes, I can. Awesome. So, um, this will be like just a like a quick little chit chat, just to like make sure like we can hear each other and all that. But I will do like we'll pause and you know I'll do like a mini intro right here. But like I said, I'll edit after and I'm gonna add an intro and probably an outro to the yeah, end. Of course. But other than that, first things first, I am really sorry for making you wait. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, how are you? How are you feeling, man? Um, you know, it's Thanksgiving. I'm really just excited for food. <laughs> oh, man. Do not get me started there because I don't even know what I'm doing. So I don't, you don't even... have your plans yet. I uh, not even and I thought I could like skip away and go to work, but we're going to be closed. So I can't even do that. So like, I don't even know if like I want to cook something then like everything's already rummaged over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm not going to my access. We're not doing that. Oh, definitely not. Just for y'all to fight. <laughs> because we wouldn't even fight. I'm not even. I'm not trying to sit in front of her family. Oh, it'll be a little awkward. It would be awkward because they like me, but like they know oh, they didn't like me with her. But okay. like they like me, so like at least a couple of them actually like want me to be around. Mm-hmm. But then like her brother tried to fight me, like. This is stupid. Yeah, it's it's stupid, dude. Do you have any family? Or are you out of town and away from family? I'm way away from family. On that, I'm actually trying to. Um, we're setting some up so I can go back to um, go back up there for Christmas time. Ooh, that's exciting. A little bit, a little bit. Going to um, actually be riding around this time either get a rental or something like that. So. But it's still going to be snowy. It's um in Michigan, so I'll be like oh. right there. So you already know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> sure are. So, like, kind of going to I'm going to get into your college stuff. But first things first, congratulations on graduation and all that stuff. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Degree what do you right. What did you major in? Um, I majored in psychology, so now I have Guess. a degree in it. <laughs> oh, so all this makes sense. You be playing with motherfuckers' heads. Got you. Got you. You know, I just, I think of music as another medium of therapy. So that's just really what I'm is. doing. It, it really is. <laughs> Yo, when I tell you, like, 
you know, for the longest, I used to, I mean, yes, talk shit, but, you know, just kind of discount a lot of what Future and Drake were talking about and a lot of that toxic shit. Man, do I, I've, I've never cared about a Future album until this year. Like, it is, it's, 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 for the type of music that I like, it's, it's mid. I'll, I'll put it like that to like <laughs> not get into it, mm-hmm. but it's better than if you actually sit down and accept Future for the stuff that he does, you enjoy it and you see where he has a lot of clones and all that stuff. So nobody's doing that better than him. And it was like his best outing. It made me interested. And I, you know, I have favorite songs and all that. So like, mm. you know, it made you think, but he's still talking all the bullshit that he does. But then you're like, you actually start to think and then you start looking at, you know, what people are doing around you or, you know, your situations. And you're like, yeah, fuck her. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, I'm not doing this. And then you still end up doing it. It's, it's, it's retarded but you know just a lot of it was like for her loss and all that Drake is you know he's really again on his bullshit and you kind of get it you kind of get it. but uh, I don't know I mean I didn't really listen to either of those projects if I'm honest with you I've been in a season of being very intentional with what I feed myself in yeah. all in all forms. And like I'm just over the bullshit. Like that for me is not like I don't even want that in my space because I'm like that type of energy, the way that those type of men treat people, not just women, but like people in general. Mm-hmm. And I love Drake and I love Future. I've like I've loved some of their albums. They put out great work. But it was just like, at this point, I want to focus in. And maybe it's because I'm like, I'm narrowed in on what I'm doing where I'm like, I don't even want to entertain that right now. Maybe mm-hmm. when I'm going out and having fun, sure, whatever. But on a day to day listen, it's like for me, what I listen to literally feeds my energy. It feeds whether I'm happy, I'm sad, whatever. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I saw a tweet that, that summarized it perfectly where it was like, we should, um, when we're sad, instead of listening to like sad songs, like when we have a breakup, we should listen to songs where men are, you know, like confessing their love and talking about how amazing they're going to treat their um, girl. And I thought that was like so interesting yeah. because that's exactly what I do. I'm like, I listen to stuff that is like, this is how I want to be treated. This is how I want to be talked about. This is how, you know, all that. And, and you know, the third. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, we have our toxic moments where we want to listen to stuff that's super duper toxic. But yeah, I just haven't felt the need to listen to their projects yet i'm sure i'll get around to it eventually and like to talking about that right like you have like me listening to who you know between them and all them this year right but last mm-hmm. year it was you know the year of Gibeon and all that yeah and so you know i was fucking with him heavy and you know it was chicago freestyle 2020 you know boom right but then you know stuck when you came out and me and her started going through whatever and I we got together and she's she's to the point where she picked up for me the just the thinking deeper into music and listening you know mm-hmm. more intently and whatnot and so she started you know doing that and oh my god this song and so for whatever reason I hadn't realized that um I knew we had put out an EP but I didn't know the album had came out until like a month after 
started listening and I'm in my feelings. I started paying attention a lot more. And I was like, yo, he's cheating the whole time. (laughs) Like, like I had, I was at work and I was like, I had a mad epiphany and like, I just like, I don't know. I felt like I needed to stop listening to him around her. But then she started playing. I don't say that because I was cheating. But, like, for what that situation was, I didn't need her to use her psychology and all that. Because she's a, uh, a criminal criminal science major or something like that. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It, man, I let so much shit slide. It's ridiculous. But, like, you know, music, you know, talking about therapy, like, that was how I... I gap through to her and whatnot in a way and she's you know she would use country and all this other blah but to your point and I guess I'll kind of use this to transition into like the four interview mm-hmm. um we are here with Zena the artist singer out of Inglewood California she's currently based out of Columbus Ohio and this is kind of on the fly but this has been in the works for me for a good minute ever since she followed me and sent me her music on twitter after i think i I think it was the ballot interview but we're talking about intentionality and playing certain types of music and i know tank had said something to the effect of um why R&B is quote-unquote dead and what the labels and all that are pushing. And you said, you know, when there was a tweet that said, what, to instead of listening to sad music, to listen to, you know, guys or just what happy music and real, what emotional and vulnerable. But part of the problem is these labels aren't pushing that. They are pushing, you know, the quote-unquote edgier stuff and more toxic things but I don't know I guess my question to you is what would you play what would you consider to be you know guys professing their love who are you listening to for that um that is a long that's such a long list um I mean so I will go with most recently so most recently um I was I traveled uh, to come visit some family for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and on the ride here, I was listening to a lot of like um, everyone else. I'm listening to '90s R&B. I was listening to a mix of '90s and 2000s R&B, and was just going through different artists' catalog. I went through most of Mariah Carey's catalog, and then I started listening to Usher. Mm-hmm. And um, my friends that know me know I've been an Usher fan since I was little. Like when I first made my first like YouTube account, it literally was like 101, I love Usher. Like, I don't know why I was a stan, but I was a stan as a child. Um, <laughs> and so there, there are certain songs that are like favorites of mine, you know, the songs everybody knows, you know, Daddy's Home, all those, you know, all those songs. And um, my favorite song of his is Moving Mountains. And it is this, it's the complete opposite of what we're talking about. It is this like heart-wrenching, you know, I'm trying to fix this with you, but this is so hard. I'm, I'm putting all this energy and this effort. And it's this really emotional song. It, it, it reminds me of, of Blame Game. But for me, what I pull from that is 
such a, an, an intense amount of love. Like that is what I feel when I listen to his records. Like even when he was cheating, which I don't control cheating at all. Y'all do not cheat on your partners. <laughs> don't don't cheat on your partners. y'all. Please don't cheat. Don't. Just leave. Don't cheat. Um, but like in a lot of his songs, you see that that is the message that's portrayed. Even when he's like, look, I, I was cheating on you, but you know, this girl, but at least I gotta be a man about it. I have to come and tell you, this is what was going on. You know, that's, that's all of confessions mm-hmm. one and two. Literally. And now that you kind of say it, but talking about, you know, guys being emotional and vulnerable, I think he's probably the most like publicly or commercially rather like vulnerable artists out there when it comes to R&B or at least with the guys like yes we have Tyrese and all these guys but I feel like majority of them at least in their prime they were still sex symbols but they had you know their mix-up tracks no I come to think about it either Usher was in the club or he was dancing or he was begging to come back or he just (laughs) wanted to make this work or the new marriage like it was he was always into something yeah, I mean, I think I think I would say Usher. I think another very emotional artist for me, which I don't know if people really consider him R&B because I know he kind of is in that alternative space. But um, Frank Ocean, for me, Ooh, is I knew so, I knew so, so, so open um, and honest, you know, almost to a fault of like this is this is the real this is what it is this is what i'm going through i remember what like when he was hot and um first dropped channel orange and all the buzz about it and it was it was very controversial but mm-hmm. he was a hundred percent true and a hundred percent honest to himself mm-hmm. and i think like you know obviously we know what songs are talking about but i think a lot of people oh yeah forrest gump whatever but I didn't know until about 2014, 2015, what Bad Religion was about. I just, I just love that bitch. That I, I love crooning to, and you know, you know, he's in the back of, the, you know, in the back seat crooning himself. Mm-hmm. But even farther back was um, ah, uh, you know what I'm talking about, the mixtape. But it started when Noah came and um, we yeah. all tried. Ooh, we right. all tried. It put me on to a different um when talking or singing from different perspectives and then like just fleshing them out throughout a song in verse. Like I don't know. I felt different when I listened to that mixtape, but it was that song. I looked for covers and I never look for covers of songs. So yeah. like there is something to be said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's there's very specific artists that I, like, when I think of my artistry and I think of the effect that I want to have on people, that, like, that's who I think of. And for me, like, Frank is one of those people. Like, Novocaine, I I literally, I don't want to say I'm traumatized by this song, but, like, I have, like, memories of literally bawling my eyes out to this song and it was like he was not singing about what i was going through at that time like he was not singing about it whatsoever but it was just something about that song that just pulled those emotions out of me and like that is always my goal with the music that i create i'm like i don't care if i'm singing about something that is not your direct situation 
I want my song to reach into you and pull out whatever it is that's underneath the surface, whatever it is that you're going through. I want my music to pull that out. So even if I'm singing about rainbows and butterflies, you could be getting out whatever it is that you need to get out, talking about it, thinking about it, you know, working through it, trying to make progress, coming to terms, all of those things. Like I want my music to, to give that same effect. So since you put it like that, I need to know before we get to blame game, I want to talk about divine conversations because like I said, it was Twitter, simply music. So it was like, yo, I have to, you know, check this out. And I was, I mean, I know I was happy in the moment. So yeah. we're talking about, you know, feelings. But what was the thought process? What was the creative process for Divine Conversations? Why is the intro the way it is? It just pulls you in. It makes me, I got to hear what you're saying, but then you come in galaxies. What? Hold on. No. <laughs> I said I was going to say this. Because this was the whole bar. And... <laughs> And like context, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was in plenty of times since I've listened to it, right? And in that, you know, while I'm feeling good, I'm just like, nah, but it was a couple of days ago. I'm getting ready. And I was like, nah, galaxies discovered me. Then lose me all within an instant. I don't know what it was, but it <laughs> it, it felt it felt perfect if it if that made sense. But then to go through the three songs that you have out right now, mm-hmm. all three of them, I can already tell you pick up something from Scarface. You know, we always said the first line is everything, you know, sets the tone for the song and everything you're going to say after. Like, and everybody says that, and I feel like that kind of goes without saying, but that's nasty. But tell me the story about Divine Conversations. Yeah, so Divine Conversations is my baby. Um, She's my love child, my love child with myself. Um, So I've been in this, the the backstory of Divine Conversations is my whole backstory. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna give you all the tea real fast. (laughs) Five minutes. Let's go, we here. (laughs) So um, I've been doing music my whole life. I was, of course, as most black children are, grew up in a choir, you know, grew up in the church, grew up singing the whole nine, right? My mom put me in everything. I was in ballet. I was in tap. I was doing the whole shebang. Shout out to my mom. You're amazing. Shout out to mom. Yeah, shout out to my mommy. Hey, girl. (laughs) Um, And somehow, you know, I, like, even though I was a singer and I always have been, I, like, it was, it was my dream, but I was so insecure and afraid to really step out and step into it and so I reached a point when I went to college where I was really having like a face-to-face with God and God was like this is what I called for you to do in your life this is the journey that I've chosen for you you've known it your whole life I've always said it I've always talked about it but I've always been so afraid to do it because for me this is my most vulnerable space like you can this will be the space where you can hit me and break my heart like my music is just that's that's the space right so um while I was in college I had gone to the studio a couple of times and just had bad sessions to be honest I was just so nervous and so like stressed out about it that I would you know like write a song and I'd be like okay cool you know rehearse it go to the studio and just freeze like clam up 
not vocally perform the way I want to. It just wasn't flowing. It wasn't giving what it was supposed to give, to be very honest. Um, and so my senior year, I decided, I was like, look, this is where I'm just gonna have to jump off a deep end because if I don't do this, if I don't follow the path that I'm supposed to go on, I am literally gonna be miserable. I mean, it's been my whole life miserable. Um, so when I wrote Divine Conversations, it was really me talking to myself, the me that I know that I'll be, you know, in five years, that's successful, that's touring, that is doing interviews like this all the time, that's performing everywhere, talking to the me that was sitting in my dorm room writing, like, do you know who I am? Like, do you actually 100% know me? Or am I just something that you made up to make you feel better? You know, so it was it, divine conversations is really. Yeah, it's a conversation between me and myself, <laughs> you know, me and my future self of like, this is it. This is now or never like either in this moment, I will either become a reality or I'll stay a dream forever. To like describe that in a different way, but the same idea mm-hmm. it's. It's a feeling that you feel within, like, inside yourself, like, the way, I guess, you know, like you said, you grew up in the choir, so in church, you know, your grandma would see people catching the Holy Ghost, like, it could be that equivalent, and again, that's what music, it feels like, that therapy, but it's, you know, stronger than that, but it comes from, I think we see a lot of people, you know, they don't have goals in life, and people peak, or, you know, they just don't have an aspiration or something to live for but like you say you know this became apparent like you knew this is nah this is the path but you know how do you start on that you start getting these inklings little things start happening like you just know so you just gotta go for it and you would like you said, hate yourself. Like you, it's to a point where you don't want to even live with yourself if you're not doing it. If it, if this is not, you know, what the end result is. But then to to hear that, and you know, what are your wishes? And I literally wrote down as to what I was saying in the original episode. I was like, I have a couple wishes. You know, I have <laughs> there's so much shit that I want to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, it starts with, you know, interviewing artists and I'm writing this, but, you know, I do want to be on these tours. I, you know, want to be in these, you know, a couple of different rooms and, but it's so much stuff, but it's hard to see that far. You don't even know what it looks like. I don't, you, you know, you say, do you, do you know my face? I don't even know what I'm going to look like and I'm losing weight right now. So, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but to call it divine conversations like that is really what it feels because you have to you have to feel and think something deeper and you gotta i mean for the most part see something that isn't there but that's where manifesting it comes from and to you know the force that path you know is is something above you and you gotta you gotta touch that yeah 100 percent. like for me this entire journey is walking by faith and not by sight and that's why like some of these lyrics are so like you know 
I'm a poet and I, I can write fantastic lyrics. Shout out to myself. But I understand. Um, again, um, galaxy is like Yeah. That like, was the first word. Like after I, I felt I heard that <laughs> intro and to think I wasn't thinking about that that first time. And then just that night it clicked. It was like what? Yeah, and it's like this these the words that I choose, like I'm I'm so intentional like intentionality is something that in my music I can't I can't do music without it so when I'm choosing these words like these are 100% real conversations that I'm literally having with myself when I'm praying I'm talking about this like these are like this was like real this this was 100% real you know this was just the documentation of me you know going back and forth with myself going back and forth with god like just talking you know and all of the things you know like when i talk about um you know like what's your wish what's your vice i can be twice as nice like because even i like let me put it this way god is an abundant god there the things that god has for me and has for you and everybody else is so much more so far beyond our wildest dreams and I believe that God put the desires that I have in my heart for a reason and he'll give me more even than my heart could ever want because he's just that dope so when I'm, you know when I'm writing this it's like this path that's chosen for me that I'm walking down it it's going to be more than I could ever wish for more than anything that people could say oh that's my vice that is the thing that I you know I succumb to like this is going to be ridiculous amazing a blessing really and so like when I wrote this song not only was it a, a, a narrative of what I was going through I wanted it to be a question for people I wanted people to listen to this and to feel like well damn you know like do do I know what I want do I know who I am first of all <laughs> like do I even know really 100% who I am who I'm evolving into or am I just being like, am I just being here, just doing what I do? Existing. Like, I, exactly. I wanted people to to hear divine conversations and feel, feel dragged a little bit, <laughs> you know, and feel like they had to, to listen to it multiple times. It's a beautiful song. You can listen to it on a drive, but at some point you're going to listen to it and it's going to hit different. You're going to be like, wait a minute, hold on now. <laughs> and you, and you know what it was you, know, you say it like that it wasn't on the drive and I think I have played it on the drive because I mm -hmm. showed my ex but what it was is I said this is I know how I felt about that song but I hadn't listened to it in my earphones yet mm -hmm. I did that and you know the sonics are different you know from you know the room and earphones car yada that's what it was and you know it just hits different in your head. I think one of the artists that is good with, I don't know, their messaging and how the music hits in your earphones is Mac Miller. And, you know, he makes some of that, some of the most Aries groovy shit, right? That's another, you know, that's something that pulled me about it. Like, that definitely fits right in, you know, in that type of playlist, right? Yeah. But to transition to Blame Game, I want to see if I'm right. Okay. Because this sounds like one, obviously, you know, it's already intentional and you can make a personal song and it not be personal. You know, it can be just mm -hmm. be writing or a story. But 
this sounds like obviously this is personal, but one you have is the leather and the roses and the glam. And I want to say shouts out to you because <laughs> I, I did, you know, a little bit of research and obviously I seen the YouTube page. So all the makeup Mondays and the weekly dumps and, you know, all the styles, like I see where yeah. the artistry comes and we'll get there. But all of that, you know, you already think of this is a relationship. This is, you know, again, personal red is mean or it's passionate it's painful it's a multitude of things but i'm listening to the lyrics and it sounds like you know he was a rebound and somebody caught feelings but i don't know i mean you could say he cheated but it wasn't really cheating but man now we both kind of mad and you kind of did it to yourself but you're like, damn, it's that idea of, man, you really know you shouldn't be involved with something, but at the same time, you just know, like, man, if it if it feels good, you should, and, you know, just kind of let that happen, but it's hard, and then for it to be flipped on you, and you're like, well, I guess I was right. Maybe I should have trusted my gut, but, you know, what was the creative process? What is the story? behind blame game am i right um yes and no i mean to be honest i really told all of my business uh when i wrote blame game um so a quick black backstory on blame yes game. ma'am um essentially i was dating the love of my life at the time um you know thought i would marry this man blah 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 um, and I found out that he cheated. Um, so we broke up and decided that we were going to, you know, work things out, but it just wasn't working. And in the time of us deciding that we were going to work things out, I met the second person that's on this record. Oh. Um, and I guess you could say we became entangled. <laughs> no, it'd be um, like... You know, but it wasn't like, let me be clear. I, I never cheated back. It was not a, well, let me, actually, let me take you back. It was not a physical connection, right? Um, yeah. Like I was, I will say that I was emotionally cheating. Um. And let's be real. That's, that's what hurts worse. You told him Ooh, the song I told Jesus. you about. You take him to his favorite food spot. <laughs> you put him onto his favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, so yeah, so you know, I was trying to fix things with you know my ex boyfriend at the time, and still being you know messing around with this other guy, and you know things just got complicated as they always do. Um, Entirely, you know, and it was just a situation that really left everybody heartbroken like everybody involved um and for me like i never really planned on writing blend game to be honest um this was one of those stories that i was gonna take to the grave because at the time it was 
like the magnitude of what happened i feel like was lost on people that were not me you know like my friends thought that it wasn't that deep and it wasn't that serious and for me it was like i was that was the first person i've ever been in love with Mm. so the magnitude of what had happened and also the magnitude of what happened post me finding out you know um it was just it was nobody's finest moment and so in writing blending i chose to really be honest to be honest and let out all of the feelings that i felt you know um the the immense 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 sadness because and 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 you know when i wrote the course of blame game i it really is like you can't really blame you can blame everybody in the situation so it's me trying to find my way of you know find my way through making amends with myself and forgiving both of the people that i was with because mm-hmm. we're all human you know like we all make mistakes at this point where I am now, like I never thought that I'd be able to talk about the situation without crying and getting emotional. And, you know, here I am, like I'm smiling and laughing because we've grown. Like I wish them both. Well, I love them both to this day. You know, like I'm not one of those people. You really have to, you have to do something crazy for me to hate your guts forever because I just don't want to carry hate in my heart. You can so. you can you can't ever carry that malice yeah. over over a dead situation like and not you even can. if it's ongoing, but like you know if you're trying to heal and to the point where you're creating something from it, like you it can't be out of you know that spite because you know it's just ill intent and it, it, you know it's just impure. That's why we don't like diss tracks like that for real. Exactly. Because it's just like, that is just, that's not energy that I want to carry. Like it's, for me, it doesn't feel natural. (laughs) Like I can be upset. My feelings can get hurt, all the things. Right. But at some point I'm going to decide, all right, I'm letting this go because I still love you. Like, even if this is someone that I'm not romantically involved, involved with, like the love that I generally have for people overshadows people's mistakes because we're all flawed. So I'm, you know, I'm quick to correct and quick to say, look, you know, you crossed the boundary here. This can't happen again because this is the effect that it has on me, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not one to say, you know, you're shunned forever because then I have to take my own self off the list because we've all messed up. Mm-hmm. You, you can't start making exceptions like that you wouldn't abide by mm-hmm. yeah so you know blame game was my own cleansing and I hope that when people listen to blame game because I know that I'm not the only person that's been in this kind of situation that has been in At essentially all. you know a love triangle it won't be the last and won't be the last by far you know I want this to be a resource for people you know, cry it out, get the emotions out, like do what you need to do, but make the right decision for yourself. I don't think I've cried more over a woman in my life. Like, and and I say that because, I mean, I don't think I can fully, fully relate. And, you know, in some aspects, I'm sure, mm-hmm. like I said, that that emotional cheating, I, I honestly used to think it was bullshit until like 
I watched it in action and I was just like, really? It's, it's like that, but I have a question yeah. because you were you saying the chorus wasn't no blessing of mine. When mm-hmm. I hear it, it sounds like it wasn't no black cinema. Is that <laughs> on purpose? Uh, no, I think that maybe that just be... kind of the audio and I could be wrong and maybe you can like go back and listen to it. But when I hear it, like, and you know, I feel it's, it's kind of like an Easter egg maybe, mm-hmm. but like now knowing the story, I mean, you are, you know, a black woman and stuff. This, this sounds like it could be, you know, something on, you know, what TV one, you know, these stories that we see all the time. <laughs> I, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was cool, but I think, for what the story means to you and everything you went through mm-hmm. it makes sense that you know for lack of term you laid out the red carpet you wanted to sit there it was like you're you know we're in a confessional you're you know yeah. in the mic and the roses are there you know you set the mood you're for everything that you couldn't control in that situation and how it went and turned out you wanted to control how you express that situation and those sentiments for this song and as a as a fan and a um, a viewer I am really appreciative that you would take the time and put yourself out there like that it's not easy especially for again it being such a pivotal part in your life and character development and to do it this early you're you know I'm guessing officially three songs in and a story and narrative like that really only comes, you know, on their first project of some sort. Mm -hmm. So kudos, I guess. And thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, for me, the, the way it's interesting because the way that I want to tell stories and the way that I try to tell stories is, again, very intentional because I want to protect the parties involved, right? So like, even if I'm telling a story that's directly from my life, I don't ever want people to, you know, be able to say, oh, this is about, you know, so-and-so. Now, if you figure it out, that's your business. But like, I'm never going to directly say like, get you know, get on a track and be like, this is about, you know, so-and-so, hate your guts, yada, yada, yada. That's, uh, uh, you that's you know, like that's nah. not me, right? Because even even in me writing this song, which is about like massive heartbreak, someone like literally broke my heart, shattered it, exploded. But like he and I still have a great relationship. We've talked about it. We've had several conversations. Like there will never be a space where I will disrespect him because I love him. Like I love everybody. That's, I know when people say this, like, that's not true. But I try my best to be... No, for real. Like, you know, like, I try my again, best you, to... You can't go with that hate in your heart. But again, for somebody that you actually fuck with, like, that shit is taxing because you, you try it's so hard. Taxing. It might work for a day or two, mm-hmm. but you're like, damn, I I really just want to lay with you. and Or, you know, just sit in the room like, yo, shut the fuck up, but <laughs> You know? I mean, it's really like anyone that's been in my life in a significant amount, there just won't ever be a day where I can just discard you, right? Yeah. That's just not in my in my character. 
So it just, it is what it is. Like I had to be very in the situation and very intentional because like, it's funny. A lot of people that listen to this song don't know that I'm talking about two people. And I don't know if the two people that I'm talking about even know that I'm talking about them. The thing is, but, I would have to go back and listen for the second person. I just knew there was yeah. a... Yeah. Well, I guess I knew there were two people, but more, I thought you were past the first two, and I thought we were just talking about the second situation. I didn't know how it, you know, it actually comes back around or, you know. So that even that's, like, adding layers for me. Yeah, like, when I wrote this song, I was talking about both of them at the same time. So... It, like it's so hard to explain without literally breaking down the situation but like yeah. about them and the words like I'm very I'm very intentional in my wordplay the words that I use mean something different to both of them so like for situation one it means something different than it does with the second person that I was dealing with mm. and so I thought it for me it was a really fun record because I got to you know, I got to do that. I got to talk about both of them. I got to get out all of that emotion. I got to just let that go. Like, let it go and completely close the door on that chapter in my life and just be happy. So, like, it's a really sad song because of that those are all the feelings. Like, I dumped all of those feelings into that record and now I'm free. And what, like, I, I don't know. I, like, I'm excited as a fan. Like I said, this seems like something you would find on, you know, an EP or, or a full-blown mm -hmm. project. Do you have any intentions on making this, like, a visual thing down the line? You know, you know, barring, you know, things are going great and, you know, those opportunities come. Is that something yeah. you can see? I say that because, again, you're writing in such a way, like, I can see you expanding, you know, a couple of different, you know, talking about this specific moment and that one in the situation, then, you know, how it all, like, it's, I don't know, maybe there's a blame game too or something like that. It, it just sounds really cool. And, and, like, this is, it's really imaginative, but it comes from what you've set as the standard right here. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like the specific thing that I'm talking about in Blame Game has been put to bed for me. Gotcha. You know, if I may make a music video, like an actual official music video at some point down the line, if that's what I choose to do, if mm -hmm. that's what everybody wants, if people are badgering me for it, I will do that because nothing that I love more than to create and to share my creations with others so that they can benefit. Um, but as far as like new music I, I can't say that I wouldn't ever write about either of them again but not in the capacity that I wrote about them in this song understood understood so to kind of transition with piggyback mm -hmm. right, you know we're talking about music videos mm -hmm. I want to know where does you know, that feeling and vibe from Divine Conversations, it feels so, again, galaxies. It feels so mm -hmm. atmospheric and spiritual. It's a very unnerving ambiance, right? But then we're looking at the cover, you know, it's the blue with the cursive and just the off-white uh, lingerie kind of reminds you of um, Awaken My Love from Childish Gambino, right? But then we okay. get to blame game you have, you know, mm -hmm. again, the leather, the black, and then the the personal into the mic and the roses, but then runaway soul for 
you have the brown and it looks like autumn and it looks kind of like a witch in a way but got the white eyes where did you are you getting this fantastical like creativity from in this like art direction like are you how in tune or are into it are you like again your makeup like everybody can do makeup and you know you can do anything and you know do the tutorials and all that but I always say like you know a lot of guys they down and talk trash about girls doing makeup but it's such an art form you know in and of itself so like where does all this come from and like who you know when you're talking artist wise and those type of things who are your inspirations for those yeah um so my inspiration comes from god first and foremost like the i can't give credit for the way that this is built to anybody else but god because all the things that i did when i wrote divine conversations and when i wrote runaway soul and when i wrote blinking um those were that those for me were gifts like I, you know, I was on the phone with uh, one of my friends, Sean, the other day talking about Runaway Soul. And I shared with him, I was like, you know, I wrote Runaway Soul, right? And even in, I wrote, I recorded it post mixing and mastering. I've, I was listening to it back because I always listen to my music a bazillion times because that's just <laughs> how I am. Um, I was listening to it back and I was learning things about myself. <laughs> in listening to the record that I wrote <laughs> okay and like that is I was telling him I was like this is how I know that it's God that is talking to me and, and feeding me because how can I write something that I literally wrote like me myself wrote down in my notes app and I'm still learning from it you see what I'm saying so like mm -hmm. that for me is always going to be the core of my inspiration um, so each of the um each of the cover arts for all the projects I did um I, I don't want to say I shot them myself I came up with the theme myself and had two of my close friends uh shoot them we made like I handmade the set for all three um and we shot them and then I went and edited them and did all the things that I do um but a lot of that creativity really just comes from you know, me feeling nudges, like, okay, do this, do that. Like, I want, this is a theme that I'm, you know, that I'm trying to to give with this song. So like, for instance, Runaway Soul, um, I'm talking about the story of Joseph in the Bible. Um, and that was what was the inspiration for the cover art. Another hard why... intro, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> another, another hard bars. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that that's why I created that cover art because I was like, you know, I wanted to talk about that. I don't know if y'all have seen this movie and if you haven't, you should. I think it's um, Joseph King of Dreams. I don't know who it was made by, but I saw it when I was a kid on VHS. Y'all should watch it. Um, on VHS? Is, yeah, on VHS. Oof, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think my audience stretches <laughs> that far. <but> we... <laughs> Goodness, I just aged myself. Good Lord. <laughs> Man. Man, talk of, oh my gosh, she said VHS. Yeah, I saw it on VHS. Mm. Said Joseph, Joseph King of Dreams. Yeah, let me, actually, I'm sitting in front of my computer. Let's do a quick Google to make sure I don't give out the wrong title. But what? I think that that is the title. 
yeah it's it's a movie guys okay watch it please it's great it's a musical drama i would do my Um, due diligence (laughs) (laughs) but i wrote runaway soul because um oh i'm just covering all the songs today i wrote runaway soul because um i was really talking about the way that i feel like you know god and i communicate a lot of the things that i feel moved to do are usually things i dream about so that's why i had that opening bar talking about um joseph because he he was one of the people in the bible that was gifted dreams by god that showed him you know very important stuff um yeah it's like so not to, to get into deep into that but to go back to your question um as far as artists that i'm really really inspired by um first and foremost we're gonna give it up for um jill scott and erica badu they, <laughs> they for me like oh my gosh if i had a day to just study them and just go with them in their lives and oh my gosh i would literally lose it um they are amazing and I get a lot of inspiration from them. I get a lot of inspiration from Jenea Eco, a lot of inspiration from SZA, um, and new, um, a lot of ins- inspiration from Rakia. She is a, I don't know if she still identifies like a, it's a she's an R&B artist, but she does do Korean R&B. And if you ever hear this, Rakia, correct me if I'm wrong, girl. How do you spell it? Um, R-A-K-I-Y-A. She's um, amazing. R-A-K-Y-A? Yes. R-A-K... Hold on. R-A-K-I-Y-A-H. She is a singer. She's amazing. Um, Her visuals? Wow. Like, chef's kiss. Oh, my gosh. Her visuals are amazing. She got um, sauce? Yes, she does. She actually has an EP. It's titled Into the Cosmos. Um... She's phenomenal. I love her work. I love her music. Um, she's a bit more, uh, a bit further along in her journey than I am, but she's someone that I look up to because I'm like, I'm looking at all the things that she's doing. I'm looking at, you know, the connections that she's making, et cetera, et cetera. And it just pushes me to go harder, to do more, you know, to reach out to more people, to continue to evolve in my craft, especially because at this point, a lot of the things that you guys see from me are things that I do myself. So like I make my own covers, I shoot my own videos, I do my own makeup, I do my own edits. I do pretty as much as I can do on my own, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> because Understand. we're on a budget. So you Understand. Know, like, that group of artists, wow, just amazing. Really, really just phenomenal work. And that's really those are a lot of the people that I listen to on a daily basis. Who are you trying to work with? If oh, you get gosh. and let's let's say you get three more songs next year, they're okay. all features. Who let's say out we're not talking about a budget, you just you just got it like that. The sauce was there. Who who are some people you want to work with? Wow. Okay. Um Nicki Minaj first. Word? I know that's so controversial, but we we, we ain't talking about that. We talking about what you like. <laughs> I'm a barb. I was born a barb, I'll die a barb. Um, Nikki all day and night. She is like words don't even describe. Okay. Her impact, the doors that she's opened for all of the rap girls that are in the game right now, her pen. Oh my gosh. Right. 
I love I love her. She's amazing. Of course, she's a human with fault, all the things. But of course, of course. Um, but that do- that doesn't mean she didn't she didn't put out monster or she wasn't on monster. Let me say it like that, because I mean, that yeah, that was what made me a fan. Like you know, guys feel weird rapping. You know, female lyrics. No, I'm <laughs> rapping every single one. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even outside of monster, for me, my favorite album is um the pink print that for me was the album that was her debut right uh no pink friday was her debut um pink print is her third studio that's the one with anaconda right yes that is the one with anaconda on it um but all the songs that she put on there like she really bared it all honestly like bared it all and i encourage everyone to go listen to that um, listen to that album and I always tell people because people when they talk about like who are the greatest rappers you know she's often snubbed and it is frustrating for me because a lot it's of people that have these conversations the yeah because she doesn't have the Grammy and we know that she doesn't have the Grammy for very specific reasons which we're not going to get into um, that's another but, yeah that's a whole other episode we can have another episode to talk about that but people snub her because she's a woman and it's like, dude, she's outwrapped all of your favorite rappers. You can't give me a name that she hasn't been on a track and outwrap them. And I've had this conversation with so many of my guy friends, and I was like, give me a name, and I'll pull up a song right now, play it. And you haven't, you've never heard the song before, but she she featured on one of their songs, and she outwrapped them. And I did it time and time again. I'm like, dude, she's a phenomenal rapper. Her pen is really that crazy. Like just give the woman her flowers, please. And I'll give you, and I'll give you. I don't know if you ever used it, but if you're talking about who she's wrapped, you know, right next to, Jay Z was on Monster. Yes, mm-hmm. she had rapped Jay Z that one time. So if you want to, like, you could put that, you know, right there next to, her, you know, throw it out. But no, she's she's right, y'all. She's right. Yeah. Um. So okay, if I had two other artists, ooh other two you know i want to say beyonce but i feel like that's like so cliche um but honestly i don't think that i would want to work on a song with beyonce i think i would really love to just talk to her if that makes sense just have a sit down yeah and I know this, like, this reminds me of the, oh, do you want, you know, a million dollars or a conversation <laughs> or, with or dinner with Jay-Z. Oh, my God. I'm so oh. tired of that Twitter conversation. Every, but... every, every like, what, three months it comes up. <laughs> yes. Um, but for me, you know, I've watched Beyonce's documentaries and there are little things that she says and little things that she does that I'm like, that is the work ethic of someone who really values the craft. And that is where I want to be. Like, that is what I want to do. I want to value and respect my craft to that point. There was a, I don't know if she still does this, but there was a point in time where, like, she knew all of the lights in the arena. And she knew where they were supposed to be pointed. Yeah, like, she knew her stage lights. And if one of the lights was off, she could correct it. It's like, it's that care of detail into your performance. That's the passion. That's how you know this is your purpose. You see what I'm saying? So for me, those are things that I value. Have you done any live performances yet? Um, Not as of yet with the songs I have out now. I've done live performances um, a lot in the past, doing covers and things like that. But um, I know people want me to do live shows, and they're coming, you guys, I promise. 
Um, but I'm just working on I'm working on some new things. So Ooh. I've been <laughs> I've she been just, she just said that it like that for no reason. There's there's something coming. You know, I've been focused on the other things that I'm working on. But live shows are coming. Um, what years is it? Twenty twenty two. Live shows are coming twenty twenty three for sure. One hundred percent for sure. Lots of live shows will be coming, and y'all will be able to come see me. Um, yeah. And then I think I still have to name two artists that I would love to have on a song. Honestly, I really don't know because they, in my opinion, there's so much talent that's out right now. There's so much talent, even you know artists that haven't you know necessarily made it big yet you know like ballad i listened to you guys interview he just you know like popped off with his viral tweet i think literally a year a year the song came out last year but literally just in august and like you can't predict that exactly like there are so many you know fantastic artists i welcome whoever would love to collab with me honestly i would love to collab with you guys i don't have a you know a dream team as of yet per se but if i do if i think on this and i develop a dream team i will surely tweet it or post it or something <laughs> Understood. And i am excited to hear you collaborate with somebody but i am again thankful that i'm getting to hear you by yourself and to learn you as you are, uh, if you hear, you know, some of the episodes, you know, previous to this, I enjoy going on these journeys with artists and watching their growth and the progress. And what I was fighting with myself to, of how to correctly say this, but yes, your music sounds like something we know. And, you know, there's more or less an artist. Yes, you can name artists, but mm-hmm. it's more of the lane. It sounds very, you know, spacey, dreamy. Again, atmospheric is the word that always comes to mind. But I hear moments on divine conversations and blame game. And all I hear is, one, your friend talking about you practicing your Dore Mies in the morning and getting ready. <laughs> and if that's what that bit of practice turned into, I can't wait for you to get even more, you know, the vocal training and, you know, just the the help and, you know, again, the funds and, you know, everything that comes with that. Because all I hear is like, ah, oh, I, I know she can go more. I know, like, this is transitioning and this is yeah. this feeling. I'm not saying like, oh, I know you're going to blow. No, I'm talking musically and what this feels like. I can't wait for the visual album this is i know you're gonna be in the dark light and just be like moving and doing all this doing all this (laughs) stuff and but guess what there's gonna be some galaxies and she's gonna be talking that shit and i'm excited and just imagining that this has been it's been fun i guess you could say i'm not trying to think too hard about it but i think being excited for music and again you know earlier we said it's like therapy music means a lot to me and i can tell music means a lot to you and it is an art form and all of this is art in one you know form or fashion but it the the mediums that it stretches out to for me to be able to you know stretch my thinking 
that far and you know place it to a music video a live show an album a visual album but then the cover and the the booklet that would come with it right maybe a poster and the vinyl i can see all this and it just makes me happy again that someone is taking time from an early you know stage in their career and not just when they pop or get yeah. some level of notoriety or help and funding yeah, and yeah. you know I'm excited for you and I'm really happy to have sat here and gotten the chance to talk to you. Yeah. You know, let me, let me just say this, you know, I, and I like, I want this clip to live on forever (laughs) in my career. I am not afraid to be a student of the game. Like you can't be at all because I like, I think that some people, when they hear, you know, like, oh, I like, there's so much more, I, you know, I see so much more for you. I'm so excited for you to grow or, you know, like understand that they still have a ways to grow. Like, I know that I have so much potential and so much space to grow. And for some people that is kind of like, you know, like they, they take it as like a, um, what's the word? Um, they take it as an insult versus a compliment for me. It's the greatest compliment. Yeah. Yeah. It's the greatest compliment in the world because the sky's the limit i would be so upset if i was, i knew i was capped off you know but all the growth that can happen between now and you know five years from now i mean even a year from now so much can can happen and change as i continue to grow as i continue to become a better artist as i continue to hone in even on my sound and you know like what and, and all the the nuances and the little things that make music great art you know like for me, this is, it's what I call, um, you know, being on the edge of the cliff or the fall. So I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, you know, I was, I was standing on the edge of the cliff for a long time and I jumped and I'm falling right now. And right don't now, that this is, feel great? It feels great. And this is the time where I'm like, oh, I gotta, I'm falling. I gotta learn how to move my wings before I hit the ground. But the fall is great. And this is where I am because I'm like, I'm learning everything like I'm a nerd so like I will literally watch you know documentaries and read books on like how audio waves travel in a room because I like I want to be so I want to be that intentional you see what I'm saying so to be in order for me to be that intentional I have to take the time to be at square one to learn all the nitty-gritty and I don't I don't think you could have said it any better i think a lot of people you know if you're the smartest in the room then you're either in the wrong room or you're probably stupid and you don't know mm-hmm. but a, a lot of people are afraid to keep learning i think yeah. in a way with the way you said it you know sky's the limit not saying you know he can't be any more creative than he already is but mm-hmm. you look at what a lot of kanye's made and even this worst shit a lot, we we always say it's better than people's best shit. But how, you, there's nothing, it feels like there's nothing more for him to learn, right? When it comes to music and all this. So, you know, it's always all, a bunch of this extra stuff. But that's why we still hear Tyler, you know, he's finding different stuff to get into. And he's teaching himself instruments. And he's not the only one doing that. Uh, do you play any instruments, speaking of? 
Uh, yes. So I play piano, not super well, but I can play. <laughs> um, I play piano and I am currently teaching myself how to produce music. So I have a couple of songs that I've produced myself. I haven't put them out, but again, I'm in that kind of like student of the game phase. Ideally, I want to be able to produce my own songs. Um, and that's kind of a place where I struggle because part of me says, you know, I want to produce my own stuff because I feel like people can't, like, you can't hear what's going on in my head. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, these, there are these producers I want to work with because, you know, like Kanye, like, oh my gosh, if I ever got to sit in a room with Kanye and make a track, I, oh I would be honored. God. I'd be honored. So, you know, it's just one of those things that I can't. See, what people don't understand, Kanye makes great R&B. My favorite weekend song is "Tell Your Friends," and he has better songs than that. I feel, but I knew I liked that song. It, it feels too nice, and then I found out Kanye, you know, produced it, and it all makes sense. He made the joint for Alicia Keys. Like when it comes to R&B, yeah, that that would be nasty. Exactly. So, you know, I, I, to answer your question, I play the piano and I can produce, um, still getting better every day, but ideally the goal is for the songs that come out of this house to come from these hands and also the hands of a couple others. You understand? Are you still with your crew that were, that you described in your weekly dump? It was the first, um, weekly dump. Uh, it was your crew. Oh God, I haven't watched that video in forever. Um, oh yeah, like I, I, I was going, I, I was, <laughs> I was going, I was going through. Oh gosh, um, all my friends from college are still my friends. We're just sure. all adulting. <laughs> I'm just, man, yeah. Shout you. out to you guys. Shout out to Bonnie Gang for real. Bonnie um, Gang, that's what it was. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Bonnie Gang. Also, special shout out to my best friend uh, Lulu. She is my behind the scenes woman. Like. I'm, I feel like I'm going to say this on every interview, but if there's going to be a person that's behind the scenes helping me, making sure that this is right and it's flowing and yelling at everybody, if it's not, it's going to be her. Like, she has my back 1,000%. Um, she's just an amazing friend. So shout out to Lulu. Shout um, out shout to out, Lulu. Yeah, shout out to Lulu. This, this is going to be the shout out moment. Shout out to my mommy again. Um, she made all this possible. She's amazing. Um, shout out to my brother. Shout out to my whole family. Y'all are great. I love y'all. Um, like I just I'm what I, I love my family for real. <laughs> shout out to everybody. <laughs> hey, shout out to the fam, man. I've I've been doing a lot of reconnecting with my family and you know, trying to get um a lot of that right as can be. So I I definitely feel that. But I need to speak to Lulu personally. <laughs> Lulu, if yeah. you hear this, because I know you I know you're gonna show it. Now I I know you've heard my my infatuation with the song Divine Conversations. I need a music video because I am that fan of music. <laughs> I want visuals. And now that I'm entering the space of, you know, being in the music industry and mm -hmm. doing all this stuff, I'm sorry. I don't care if you dropped this song 20 years ago. We make it a music video. It's coming out this week. Let's exactly, go. Exactly. So, um, you know, y'all gonna have to, you know, it's the end of the year, so it's holiday season. But as soon as, Jan <laughs> soon as January come, I need something to be out by like March, maybe like May, April, if we get lucky, because you know, April Fools, why not? Mm, you know, I will talk to her and you know, maybe we can do like a, a part two and have her on here. I think I would love to hear her perspective 
on you know what she thinks about it because she's the person that like i turn to her and <laughs> i'll turn to her and be like do i suck <laughs> like yo what do you really think just, just be real like this is what you're here for yeah because i know that if it's not good she's gonna tell me like I'm, I'm one of those people like I'm so I want it to be good so bad that I will look until I find a problem and she'll be the one that's like dude you're doing the most like relax it looks good you sound good everything's fine and I can like breathe because I know okay she said it's fine everything's fine it's fine it's fine on a way to end this but yeah to stop you know to go off of what you said of stop looking for something to be wrong which you know is talking about blame game and relationships i feel like we do that a lot but we ain't gonna talk about that right now but i do want to say i appreciate you because like i said earlier um kind of hitting two birds with one stone i did have a slate and you know life like you said adulting and i had to push it back but i finally got to your episode and literally i was listening to your music last night and you know writing and getting you know everything i was feeling about it and setting everything Mm -hmm. up and like I said, I, I, I don't know why I didn't think to just go to your website, but, you know, you send me the information and, you know, none, nothing was late, but to just like, yo, we can do the interview tomorrow. And I was just like, yeah. And one of my goals is to have been doing more interviews with artists and the mm-hmm. ideal is to put an episode out and then they come right after. So I'm skipping that and I can see the intentionality and I can see you know, just the active, even just being active on Twitter, you know, you would have never known. And, you know, I'm sure you see my, um, my posts, you know, the podcast sharing it and whatnot, but you know, this is like you said, you know, it's that energy that I want to be surrounded by. And, you know, that's coming from you musically and on the socials, but this is some type of inspiration for me and i'm thankful that you chose to sit down and have a discussion and break down all the songs and give a piece of yourself to me and everybody anybody listening here on the purple room reviews yeah of course you know like this we all are part of a big you know happy family everybody that contributes to the music industry so i always make time you know, to come onto these mediums because this is just another art form. It's just another way of, you know, sharing energy, sharing love, you know, giving all of those things to people. So, you know, whatever my journey can give to someone, if there are artists that are just starting out or that are afraid to start, that can listen to me talk and feel like, okay, I can jump off the cliff. I can jump off the edge and I can go for it and go for it. Then my work is done. I could die a happy woman. My work is done, you know? So I really appreciate you having me. Like, this was such a great experience, especially on a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, man. This is it's always, like, the off days. I think I did the ballad interview. It was a Sunday, I believe it was. My mm-hmm. first artist interview, it was a Saturday, late afternoon, actually, and I had to go to work after. So, like, I actually have to go to work after this in a couple hours. <laughs> but, like, you know, this is part of what I mean, like, you know, you released Divine Conversations. It was you said it was your senior year. Like mm-hmm. this is what we're doing. We're trying to make this our lives. And they, there is no going to work. This is work. So one hundred percent. This is what we are making our lives. Um, tell everybody where they can find you on your socials and find all your music. Yeah, of course. Um, so you guys can find me on all of my social media. Like I got this name everywhere <laughs> at Zena the Artist. 
Um, that's X E N A, the artist, on Twitter, on Instagram, on uh, TikTok. I don't know if I'm on Facebook, but uh, you know, I don't know if y'all are on Facebook. Anyways, <laughs> um, you can find my music on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Deezer. Um, you know, anywhere that you think that music is Pandora, you can find my music. Like, just type in Tina the Artist, type in Blame Game, type in Divine Conversations. Um, I pop up, you know, I also have a website, xenatheartist.com. So if you guys ever want to get specials, because I will share stuff early on my website, like I would just randomly be like, here's a new song, here's a new video, just because to see. And that's what know, I need. I need that email. If you're on the website, you know, video yeah. in my Gmail that morning. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Exactly. So, you know, you guys check out my website. You never know what I might post there. Um, but yeah, thank you guys all for having me. You know, I, my DMs are open also. So any artists, producers, anybody that wants to hit me up, even just fans. I talk to y'all too. Like, hey, hey girl, how's your day? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? Yeah, like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> but I do want to give a quick shout out because like a good 50 percent of the reason i even like agreed and like made the decision to like oh yeah i'm gonna listen to this person is because i have a dog she's a white german shepherd and her name is xena and she oh. is the goodest girl and so i if there was no reason i did anything else i had to do this episode <laughs> for my baby and she just got groomed yesterday, and that is why it took me a little bit because I was seeing her, and it was my first time seeing her since she got done. So they were going out of town, and I had to spend a little time. So I do apologize again for the delay, but shouts out to my baby girl. She is the goodest girl. But with that, I think we're going to wrap this up. Again, I appreciate you taking the time out and waiting. And please keep making music the way you want to, the way you know how to. And please enjoy the ride because, I mean, like you said, the sky is the limit. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you so much again for having me, you know. And with that, these are the Purple Room Reviews. And we are so nice because we do this under purple lights. Peace. Hey. I know this is tacked on right at the end, but if y'all made it through that whole interview, I really appreciate you. And I appreciate everybody listening everywhere. This might be the last episode before Thanksgiving. So, you know, it's harder for a lot of folks. I know it's going to be hard for me, but enjoy your time with your family. Enjoy your time, whoever you're hanging with. We got a lot of friends, givings, and again, Thank y'all for listening. Please go listen to Xena, the artist, on every platform. Buy her music. Watch it. Listen to it. Enjoy yourself. Y'all be safe. Thank you.